Howdy, partners, and welcome to this here podcast, Azeroth Coast to Coast. Pull up a chair and sit a spell with me, the rootin' tootin'est some bitch to ever sling words, Gavril. And these here are my best cowpunchers, Kevin. Hello. And Chris. I'm a cowpuncher. Last week, they jawed on about some damn foolishness, and uh, this week, we're going to harp on about some other crap, along with the special guest that we've got here today. Azeroth Coast Coast would like to remind you that it burns, burns, burns. The Ring of Fire. The Ring of Fire. Hi guys. Hello. So weird. I know. I know. Um, the, the, uh, uh, by the way, Neff, this is the time when you could just start making stupid snide comments at me. But Have I'm going to save we... those for Kevin. Okay, that's fine. Hey! Are yeah. we going to officially introduce our special guest? No! Why the hell would we do that shit? <laughs> uh, no, we do actually have a special guest with us today. Um, somebody that is going to become a familiar sounding voice to you over the uh, coming weeks, hopefully. Um, this is our special guest, Neff. Hey. Hi, Neff. Say hello, Neff. Hello, Neff. Hello, Neff. Um, I know absolutely jack all about Neff, so take it away, Neff. Um. <laughs> who are you and where the fuck do you come from? Who are you and who is your daddy? I'm Neff, oh. and I game with Kevin and Chris in WoW, and somehow got suckered into helping with this. <laughs> Dumbass. Accurate. Dumbass. I don't it know is. what you want to know. Ask. I tell me what you want to know. Um, no. Um, so as you all may have become aware over the last year, um, I am a retail manager. And I work alternating weekends, so there's a lot of weekends where I'm not here. And Kevin and Chris seem to have trouble getting a show out those weekends sometimes, so we decided to bring on some help to make sure that they stay honest. That help will be Neth. She is the best of us. And may the gods have mercy on your souls. May God have mercy upon your soul. Um, yeah. So, um, let's get into our weeks. Um, Neth, since this is your first time here, you may have heard the show before. So I hope you've heard the show before because God help you if you haven't. What was your week like? Um, mostly I didn't get to do a lot of gaming this week. I share my computer with my teenager and I predominantly uh. let him hog it most of the time. Um, I've been playing a lot of Realm Royale, courtesy of Chris. Damn you. Yay! <laughs> um, and raiding two nights a week in WoW, kind of-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Kevin, what stupid shit have you been up to? Um, doing some raiding as well. We are currently stuck on Conclave. Of the what, you're council. currently stuck on what? Council of the Conclave. There you go. 
Yeah, okay, because you said Conclave, and I'm like, what? Conclave of the Titans? I, I forget what it's called. Con! Fuck. Con! There's an O there. There's no U in that word, Kevin. Yeah. Conclave, we'll never get past it. I think we'll be on that boss forever. I don't hey. think so. If we have That's people like who come prepared and ready to go balls out, then I think we should be able to burn through it soon. Hey, you I found your so. guild breaker. It's, it's happened forever. Um, uh, by the way, apologies for the sound of the cat screaming in the background because he has separation anxiety. Kitty. Oh, kitty. <laughs> okay. Um, other than that, I have been playing Division 2 with LB and Chris. That game is fun as hell. Um, I recommend people buying it because it's fun. And I started playing Fee, um, which has been out for a long time, but I... Um, I had to buy Origin Premiere for reasons I won't get into on the show. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I bought Origin Premiere and downloaded Fee and started playing that, and I like it because um, I can play it with an Xbox controller on the PC, and it's fun. Now, is it Fee uh, or is it Iron? Fee. Because F-E is the elemental symbol for Iron. Uh, I think it's called Fee. Okay. I don't think it's called Iron. I, I, I know, but is it like possibly referring to iron? Because like, no, it's, it's a game about like a cute little like rabbit type guy who you control and gain abilities with and stuff. I don't think it's Faye LB. Um, but yeah, it's a fun game. It's cute. It's relaxing. There's good music. Kind of like my meditation hour when I play that. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Chris, you have a fucking novel. So why don't you go ahead and talk about that? I mean, I only really had three things, four things, but then Kevin added one. Um, I mean, I've just started leveling a new shaman, a dark iron dwarf shaman, just because shamans, they're fun. I love shamans. Um, doing my hero's placements, not going well. Not going well at all. I think I've won two games out of the seven I've played. Not going well. Wait, you still play heroes? Heroes of the Storm still exists? Yes, I still enjoy heroes. Go fuck yourself. Wow, you have no taste. Okay. Uh, been playing a little bit of Realm Royale. I suck, but it's fun. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. You're a monster. Yes, I <laughs> am. It's fun. Fucking... Now, no, Chris. Hey, Chris, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Can you put a little distance between you and the mic? Oh, my apologies. There we go. Better. Yes, much. Thank you, sir. Uh. So let's see what uh, what it was like. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You're a monster. Loving it. Yes, I am. I know. Uh, <laughs> and Kevin added this one. I have to tell people that I do Twitch streams now. Yay! Chris has been doing a lot of regular Twitch streaming. And I will say, as someone who has watched his stream, he's actually quite enjoyable, and it's amusing when he goes on rants. I don't think he's that enjoyable. I go on rants a lot, apparently. I don't think he's really that enjoyable. He's. In, I don't know why anybody would asking you. I don't know why anybody would give him partner status. I'm not partner. I'm affiliate. Affiliate. It is. I mean, I have my sub button, so there's that. Uh, if you do want to watch me and watch me be shit at things, twitch.tv forward slash akari underscore mag. Just like hey, we don't self-aggrandize very much, but hey, if you've got Twitch Prime, why don't you go ahead and say hello to Chris? Give him some money. Give him a couple of bucks. Yay. By subscribing with Twitch Prime. It's free. It's free. 
There's much better content creators out there, though, so you might want to consider that one. Accurate, there are. I, I'm not very good. I think I'm not very good, but apparently I'm pretty good. That's that's the weird thing. I think one of the things that's entertaining about his stream is the Swedes. Everybody, bork, bork, bork. No, hold on. Genuinely, every time I'm streaming, it's everybody is in love with the fucking Swedes. Everyone loves bork, 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 fork, fork, fork. He's pork, pork, pork. He starts asking really weird questions. Kevin does start asking really weird questions. I don't know anything no, about even, Sweden, so I'm even asking away questions. Even from Kevin's weird questions, a lot of people seem to love the Swedes. So, yay. I, I oh, learned that they watch a lot of soccer and um, American They're Idol. European. Of course they watch soccer. I'm European. I don't. Or not American Idol, just Idol, right? Yeah. Uh, it'll be Swedish Idol, because... They'll have their own Eurovision? version of it. Eurovision? Oh, is coming up. I'm excited. Yeah, I was going to say, Eurovision should be coming up pretty soon, isn't it? It's coming I up. Really, I'm excited. I really, really hope there's a way for me to stream it this year because uh, there definitely I will be. would live to be able to watch Eurovision. I mean, even if you can't even if you can't find an official stream, there should be an unofficial stream somewhere that you should be able to watch yeah. it on. And if worst comes to the worst, just, uh, just have a, a VPN on and use a fake UK postcode address to watch it on ITV. There you go. Or bug yep. a Scottish dude I know that aim his camera at... <laughs> and if he wants to get banned, yeah. Because that's licensed, that's copyrighted content. He could take a ban for that. I just got my sub buttons new. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, see, fair, fair. I guess that's time for me to talk about shit, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it happens. Uh, I don't wanna um okay i've been i have too many games to play um way way too many games to play right now and not enough hours in the day because i'm working a lot of 10 to sixes so there's really not any time you know come home cook dinner sit down with my wife and then i go to bed and get ready for the next morning um but in my little bit of free time that i've had i've been playing uh, apex legends uh warframe Destiny. Uh, Hearthstone, of course. What am I not playing Hearthstone, though? That's a good Actually, question. You play that at work. I play Hearthstone at work because I can get a game or two in on a break, typically. Mm-hmm. So it, it keeps me occupied and keeps me keeps me busy. I, I go out and I have a cigarette and I play like a game or two of Hearthstone. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, I guess, on Tuesdays because I absolutely ruined Chris's life on a regular basis, and I made Shepard. I actually gave Shepard actual. <laughs> heebie-jeebies and i'm okay with that he was no, not you gave all of his heebie-jeebies he was not joking about that by the way he was like yeah lanky stuff really really fucks me up Dude, that, i love i love the character i love the amount of information you've done for the character it was creepy as shit i loved it <laughs> okay, i clearly missed something um, so I do a Tuesday Dungeons and Dragons game on Discord with uh, Nikolai Russian Swag from the chat, uh, friend of the show, uh, Shepard, um, who is Judge, and uh, Chris over here. And uh, we are on a side campaign that I that we're on a we're on our side campaign right now. Uh, our main campaign seems to be taking a break at the moment i guess Although at this point is probably this is probably the main campaign at this point i don't know uh, we haven't talked to uh yeah. our fourth player recently uh so we're not sure what's going on exactly 
Um, so we're doing uh, not Dungeon of the Mad Mage, we're doing Dragon Heist, and Dragon Heist is a fairly straightforward adventure module. Um, but in classic Gavril fashion, I have added depth and layer to it that didn't exist. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've been doing some shit to really fuck with my players. And I enjoy that because wonderful. I believe very strongly that there should be a risk of death at all times. Though the only problem is, is that I do, I do genuinely want to give them the chance to come back if they want to be resurrected. I want to give them the chance, but none of them want to take the fucking opportunity. None of them ever take the opportunity. I tell them, hey, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this, you could do that. And they're like, no, 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 I don't feel like that's accurate or that's right. And I'm like, okay, you can keep your character. Okay, all right, you're dead. Bye, make a new one. Again, I admit it, I, I regret not taking that chance with Dax. But yeah, because I gave you that opportunity with, with Palump. I gave yeah, you that opportunity. Dude. And now that you've learned new things. I, I wish I took it. I wish yeah. I took it. I really do. Yeah, now that you've learned some shit, you wish you did. Sorry, we've digressed into uh, Dungeons and Dragons talk. This is not the this is not the appropriate forum for that. Um, yeah, so I think that's the week. Uh, what do y'all think? Yeah, yeah. Listener feedback. Uh, listener feedback. There's like not a whole lot. Um, shout outs, uh, Chris. I guess you have uh, that first shout out is you, and the second shout out is going to be both Kevin and I, and me. I love that one too. Um, so I, I've done. I've been done. I've been doing this since the Kickstarter started, and I'll continue to do it till the Kickstarter ends because I want them to get to that last Are stretch. They like eight and a half million dollars or some bullshit like that. Not yet. They're getting there. Um. Critical Role, The Legend of Vox Machina animated special, wonderful thing, gotta love it. If you're a Dungeons & Dragons fan, if you have any knowledge of Critical Role, this is for you. Uh, Kickstarter is currently sitting at $8.2 million with uh, almost 61,000 backers with 19 days left to go. Uh, they, as I, said, as I said every time, they destroyed their stretch goal within the first hour um, they destroyed all their stretch goals within the first ever, um, and have had to make new ones. The very last and final stretch goal is currently setting at 8.8 .8 million. We're uh, 600,000 short. So let's, yeah, do your things. Be good critters. Donate. Days left? 19. 19 days left. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. They, they've, they've raised $8.2 million in, nine, in like, in like 11 days. Yep. Well, days? they were fully funded in under 20 minutes. Yep. yep. Fully funded, and then they destroyed all their stretch goals within the hour. Yep. Ridiculous. I actually, on the on the Geek and Sundry slash Critical Role sort of vein, um, I sat down and I actually watched uh, the first two bits of Relics and Rarities, and I actually liked that. It was actually pretty good. I love Relics and Rarities. It's so good. She is so I good. I like Deborah Ann Wall. I like Deborah Ann Wall. So... I actually liked yeah. it. It was, I, I, you know, I don't really get into the whole critical role thing, but uh, I've been actually enjoying relics and rarities. So just wanted to throw that one out there. I hundred percent agree with that on relics and rarities. So good. I'm not. I'm not much of like a live play follower. I don't follow a lot of live plays. Um, I'm aware of some of them, but yeah, no, been enjoying it. Um, hey guys, guess what? <clears throat> guess what the fuck just came out? I know it. I loved it. Kevin, are you excited about this as Chris and I are? Okay, I yeah. honestly didn't know that this had come out. 
Uh, the trailer just came out like a yeah. day and a half ago. Yeah, we watched it on my stream. <laughs> it was so good. I have been, I have been, I have been following this since the leaks started dropping about the classes. Hey, maybe I should actually tell you what we're talking about. Borderlands Three. Yeah. Borderlands mm-hmm. Three uh, official development trailer is out, um, and all of the leaks. If you've been following Borderlands over the last year, all of the leaks so far have come true. All of the leaks have been one hundred percent accurate so far. So. This is going to be a really interesting game. There's a billion guns. <laughs> um, there's over a billion guns. Um, now, one of the really cool things, one of the really cool things is that if you watch the trailer, um, guess who you saw? Who? A, you saw Zero. <clears throat> you saw a lot of the old characters uh, from the first two games, from Borderlands 1 and 2. Um, but you also saw a really special thing if you played uh, the Telltale games. You saw Reese. From Tales from the Borderlands, who was the main character of the official uh, Telltale Borderlands adventure game? Wait, so the one that you actually, the one that you actually, what you're playing as? Oh wow! Yes. So So he's canon now. He's canon. He's no, no. no. Tales from the Borderlands is a canon game. Like Gearbox has stated that it's a canon game. Um, But yeah, you saw Reese um, uh, as the head of the Atlas Corporation, I believe. Yes, you saw Reese, but if you if you were watching the trailer, you saw a brown haired gentleman with a mustache and one bad eye. That's Reese. That's fucking oh. Reese. Nice. Uh, Hills from Borderlands. So it's it's a really good thing. You also saw Zero in there. You saw you saw Zero, Lilith, Maya, um, Claptrap, of course. Claptrap. You saw Brick. You saw Mordecai. You saw Tiny Tina. Uh, Ellie. You saw. I think we saw Moxie. Um, we saw pretty much all of the main story beats coming through there so uh i i i know we don't always talk about non-blizzard games but this one has got everybody uh in the discord and everybody in this room uh pretty much hype um yeah, i don't I'm know i'm not what... gonna lie i'm not quite as hype as you guys i'll go watch the trailer later there's uh, other the games trailers... that i'm gonna get much more hype about when we get to that um, point but I've got a lot of hype this year. There's actually quite a bit of hype for me this year. Um, I, though there is a lot of disappointment as well, and that's Epic Store related, and I've made my point very clear about how I hate third-party exclusives. Yeah. Um, though I think, though actually on that note, third-party exclusives, Anno 1800, <clears throat> which is a strategy game, just announced that they will be an Epic Store exclusive. Um, but they're kind of doing it the right way. Um, it's really funny because Epic Games, I with Tom Sweeney, I think it is, just said like not too long ago that it's like we never want a repeat of the Metro Exodus incident. And then they literally go uh, onto a game that's already been pr- on pre-release status for pre-sale uh, on a lot of other platforms, and they go and they do it again. They lock it down again. Um, Anno eighteen hundred. If you're a strategy game player or four X player, that kind of stuff, you know what Anno is. Um, it's a very good game series, um, but it's been locked as an epic exclusive. But they're kind of doing it the right way. Um, they are. The game is available for pre-sale on Steam and several other platforms at the moment, um, but they will keep pre-sales open until the game launches. You will no longer be able to purchase the game on Steam after the game launches, but up until the game releases, which I think is in two or three weeks, um, it will be available for purchase on steam it's still a kick in the balls and a really shitty play um 
but I have a little bit more respect for them than I do 4A. And well, it's not 4A. No, 4A wasn't involved in that decision. That was Deep Silver and uh, Coke Media and uh, THQ. That was that was all of them. So uh, fuck all those guys. 4A, I still like. Sorry, I have yeah, very yeah. strong opinions about Metro Exodus, and I've made that very clear. He's a very angry man. I'm a very angry man about the Epic Store. And I know we've just been rambling for a while, and I'm sorry about that, but I've had opinions about this, and I haven't had a chance to really bring them out about the Epic Store and the bullshit that's been going on with it. So, hey, what's going on this week in Blizzard? <laughs> hey. hey a segue uh hey chris what the fuck's going on in world of warcraft because i'm going to talk about the first one you can talk about the rest of them i'll talk about the first one now then go holy shit um we knew it was coming because diablo one released on gog uh, about two weeks ago uh but warcraft one and warcraft two along with warcraft tides of blood are on gog hey right <clears throat> so <laughs> Um, go back to the granddad, the, well, not quite the granddaddy. The very first real-time strategy game was Dune. Uh, that Warcraft 1 really seriously cribbed off of, uh, Command and Conquer and Warcraft 1 very seriously cribbed off of it. But um, Warcraft 1, one of the granddaddies of the real-time strategy genre, uh, is on GOG. I believe the bundle is $15 or something like that for both 1 and 2 plus Tides of Blood. Yep, it's a uh, thirty. It's twelve pounds if you're in if you're in the UK. So it's like thirteen bucks. Um, the individual games are six dollars for Warcraft One, and it is nine dollars, I believe, nine ninety nine for Warcraft Two plus the expansion. Um, I would not suggest anybody play Warcraft One. It is very, very dated. Like so dated, it's not even funny. Um, it's ridiculously, ridiculously dated. Uh, but still a good game. Still a good game. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and LB, LB has given me his um actually for this, and he is correct. It's actually Dune 2 that was the RTS. Dune 1 was a different game, and he is correct. I actually did misspeak there. Um, I will go commit Sudoku now. Um, I love nerds. Um, actually. <laughs> um, actually. I love that he actually wrote, um, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, yep. That's LB. This is this is this is the peanut gallery that happens every fucking show. <laughs> um, but long story short, go by Warcraft, Warcraft one and two. The Warcraft two Battle.net servers are still online. So if you'd like to play some Warcraft two, as it was originally played, you can. You can still play some online multiplayer with Warcraft two. So uh, go have some fun. Though I guess this does start bringing us closer and closer to the Diablo two remaster. I'm just I'm yes it does waiting, waiting so much and we have Warcraft three reforged coming out this summer ish summer summer ish so that's going to be really interesting um, I would definitely buy a Diablo two remaster a hundred percent of the way hundred hundred and fifty percent of the way um, though I think that's called Path of Exile right <laughs> I mean yeah shots fired um, hey what's that other thing that's going on with World of Warcraft this week. And they have brought out a Jaina statue. How much is it? It's Ridiculous. $350. <laughs> US, motherfuckers. It's premium. It's premium statue. This is not uh, BlizzCon, la uh, BlizzCon 18 statue quality. This is like... Uh, this the is thing like better have a solid gold core for that price. 
uh, at an 18 inch statue, that's a foot and a half no. tall. That's a very okay, large statue. Eight, I didn't realize it was that tall. Yeah, okay, I'll give it to yeah, you. Yeah, it's an 18 it's inch. Big ass statue. It's, it's the Sylvanas yeah. equivalent and it's the Eladin equivalent. It's a big ass statue. No, given the price, would, if it's 18 inches, that, that would make it comparable in price to the ones I can get at my local comic book store. So, yeah, that, yeah. I, I'll give it to you. So yeah, that's a, it is an 18 inch premium. Uh, I believe it's a resin cast statue, if I remember correctly. Uh, double checking. Uh, TLDR. Yes. So it's an 18 inch resin statue. Um, very highly detailed. But Chris has got a problem with it. I mean, it's just me. No, no, LB agrees with me. Actually, I don't think the face is that great. I don't think it looks like. I I don't see Jaina when I see that. I. Uh, it's just me, and and that's 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 a fair assessment. At the same time, you know, as I as I mentioned, um, that it's not in the traditional Blizzard style. It's more of a realistic style. Uh, so it's more of a realism style. I think I think it does evoke and say Jaina to me when I look at it, but it's definitely not in the Blizzard style, which is very much, you know, much larger eyes. It's it's the Disney style where it's got the okay, large eyes. No, I'm I'm looking at it now. I'm with Chris. The facial features are slightly wrong, even with it not being Blizzard style and it being more realistic, her face doesn't look right. It, it the facial features are slightly incorrectly spaced based on how she looks in game. Well, again, I disagree because uh, art, but it, it's subjective. Art is subjective. It is. So, uh, we are all entitled to our own opinions. Hey! Just, um, I was, was going to say, with the way they're doing Jaina in-game, they're making in-game Jaina look more like Laura Bailey. I would expect this to look a little like not like it. Doesn't, to me, it doesn't express Jaina. That's all. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know how much Neth knows about the last topic, but Neth, did you want to cover the third topic in there? Nope, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> because so, Neth knows nothing about what the third topic is. Uh, if you if if you if you look on the show notes, the third no, topic. I see is, that. Yeah, but I yeah. don't know anything. Azerite knowledge is going to be unlocked again for a short period of time. It will be going up to fifty. So uh, if you are at 40, whatever it was, uh, before they locked it back down, before they locked it down, it will be opening back up. So we will be able to go back up to 50, I believe now it is. Correct, Chris? Yeah, so you, you, even even before they did this change, you could get to 50, but it was just that the Azerite knowledge didn't make it quicker. Now it will. Yep. So it, it, it's just the same as when they did the batching for the catch-up mechanics in Legion. Yeah, so yeah. as it currently stands, it'll continue for the, for an additional five weeks or overall, with the final change occurring uh, uh, April twenty third. Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, and then it'll it'll stop as of April thirtieth. So the final change is April twenty third. Okay. Who wants to talk about uh, the, the yeah? I'll, you can talk about that fifth one in just a second, Neth. The one you just added in. Um, who wants to talk about spell batching? I mean, you were the one that was excited, so like really super do. excited for it. Okay, so spell batching is a server side thing that happens with video games. So anytime you activate an ability in an MMO or something like that, all of the actions that are happening at the same time are batched together in one bundle, and then 
the server then executes them. So currently it's somewhere in the 20 millisecond range. So every action that happens within 20 milliseconds is batched together and happens according to the server simultaneously. Um, in classic, server architecture was garbage, so it was closer to 200 milliseconds. So you could get some really funny edge cases where warriors or like even a warrior and a like your player character as a warrior and a minion that both had a charge could charge each other and have the action happen at the exact same time. Or in a PvP situation, you could have two mages that sheeped each other, polymorphed each other at the exact same time because of how the server batched together the spells happening. It really does, and this is, and the reason that they did the spell batching the way that they're doing it is because they will be doing a forced spell batching. So they're basically going to make the millisecond period for spells be very close to the vanilla spell batching of 200 milliseconds, roughly. Um, the reason they did it is for PvP. And they were very clear about it being for PvP because there were a lot of really funny edge cases uh, by in PvP back in vanilla where you could do something like you could be sheeped by somebody um, and, you know, you're fucked, but you might have a self-damaging ability or a self-damaging item on you that you know how the millisecond batching works and you know when the spell was cast, when you're going to get hit by it. You can actually pop that self-damage ability and prevent that and break the uh break like a sheep or a sap or something just by yourself like it's like popping your trinket and you could actually break it without having to use your trinket so it's it it, it really brings back a lot of the classic feel in the uh pvp uh elements you know and it's it's really interesting i like these little i like engine based stuff um, and if I'm wrong about any of this, please feel free to email us or jump on a Discord or send us a tweet or whatever. Um, but I'm pretty certain uh, this is uh, this is how I remember this being explained to me at one point because I did actually ask this question back in vanilla, like, why did this happen? And it's like, oh, this is how this works. And then I did a little bit of research uh, when they talked about spell batching coming back. So, so I'm looking through the MMO Champion article <clears throat> comments. Mm -hmm. And the majority of them are one of two things. One, super hyped for this, so excited. Two, I can't wait for all the nerd rage when people actually have to experience PvP like this and don't like it. Yeah. Those people are gonna be idiots. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It it is very frustrating when you're like when you pop a when you pop a cooldown on somebody uh, or you get a CC off on somebody and they can break it instantaneously. Like I th I feel like the comments are just fifty percent that for both of the, the both sides just 50 50 sounds about right to me uh yeah, i'm excited for it i didn't do a lot of pvp back in vanilla so i'm excited I, to actually experience it i was exalted on frost wolves and i was almost i was through revered for uh a rothy see i, I was worse on gulch I was 14, 15 back in the day. I didn't have time to do a lot of shit and it made me really sad. So I didn't get to experience a lot of the actual like in-game rating. I didn't get to experience a lot of the in-game PvP. I have time to do that now. I can actually do it. I'm excited. I'm not at all giving you the finger. Yeah. <laughs> Rude. That's because he's so young. I know. He's our baby. Oh. Everybody keeps telling me that I'm the baby. I'm, I'm You're the our baby. You're our baby. Um, hey, Neff. Hey, Gavril. What's that about that last thing you just put in? 
Okay, so you guys were talking when we were prepping for the show about the version of Arathi that's coming with Classic. All track. Sorry. Yes, thank you. You said Arathi earlier. It's stuck in my head. All track, Valley. Okay. Um, so the one thing, the one thing that I was looking forward to getting to actually get to properly experience with Classic, having lived through it the first time and don't need to revisit most of the other PvE stuff, was the epic multi-day Ultrac Valley battles that happened where you would log out at night, go to bed and log back in in the morning and it was still the same game because it just lasted forever. And from the sounds of what you guys were saying about the version that's coming in, it's not going to be that. And so that took away my only reason that I wanted to play Classic. Well, it'll still be, it'll still be grindy, but it's not going to be as grindy. So you, you might like the epic multi-day battles. It, but for me, if it even borders <laughs> on the Zerg fest that that battleground has become, not interested. I well, like I spoke I, epicness mm -hmm. of it. I've linked the article in the show notes for everybody if you want to have a look at what they said. Thank you. Um, I did misspeak slightly when we were talking about that earlier. I did double check it. Um, so the lieutenants and the commanders will still exist. So it will preclude some of the Zerging. Um, it, that it, it will make zerging a little bit harder to do, uh, actually con considerable bit harder to do. So there will be opportunities for you to go in as a priest and fear bomb the enemy raid and screw their day up and maybe possibly kite like, uh, oh God, what's the Alliance one name? Because I never, I, I never bothered with him. Uh, Vanderstorm um... Peak, Stormpike. Vandar Stormpike or Drek'thar. You could go in and you could fear bomb the opposing team and have them wipe or reset Drek'thar or Vandar. That still will exist because of the added threat of the lieutenants and the commanders. Uh, reinforcements won't exist, so there will be aspects. That sometimes you will have aspects of super grindy games that will come out through it, but people have solved the Alterac problem is the yeah. problem been so long it's been such a thing that's existed for so long it, the, the <clears throat> all track is essentially solved as a as a game mode so i'm also reading what uh, what um chris linked and so i have to say this may sound a little bloodthirsty of me but i'm quoting it says korak the blood rager was removed and killing opposing players no longer drops items like dwarf spines orc teeth or human bone chips which were that just, makes those me, were silly. That makes me incredibly sad because I actually enjoyed that. I, I think, didn't they actually like purge all of those old items rather than what they do nowadays, which is they let you keep the item, but it's now a useless item? I think that's yeah, how they do it no, nowadays. They, I, like <laughs> they, they were gone because I remember um, I had a friend who PvP'd a lot and had gotten one of each of them and actually kept them in their bank and then just logged in one day and they were gone. Like just gone yeah. from their bank. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of those times when Blizzard didn't know what they were quite doing quite yet. Um, so I think I think we're still going to get kind of grindy games just because of the, how the game mode works. But I can't wait. I cannot wait for the Alliance Hop to come back. You actually have to use the Alliance shortcut now. I can't wait. So one of the facts of the matter is that there's a shortcut that the Alliance can... I, th I think it's the Alliance can use on it. Um, that bypasses some stuff and makes it very easy for the alliance to get down to the horde encampment uh it involves a little bit of wall jumping so oh the wall walk yeah i know yeah, what you, you know mean the, yeah 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 uh, yeah 
I can't wait for that I to come hard. back. I was hard. I don't. I, I don't know. There was there was a there was a there was a point. Uh, sorry, Kevin. Um, there was a point on a wall next to one of the bunkers on the horde side where you can jump off of the wall. You can jump off of a ledge and you can kind of wall walk into the top of the bunker without having to fight your way through it. Oh, yeah, yeah, makes it real easy. This, oh. and that, was reason, that was one of the reasons why uh, all track valley was considered a alliance was considered the alliance battleground is because you almost guaranteed getting one solid cap out of that and getting rid of one of the generals nice. as long as you remember to bypass the uh the snowfall graveyard that's just had, absolutely nuts yeah you had two people sneak down take the horde graveyard and one person kite one person cap and then everybody else Half your team went down, zerged down. Uh, what's However, if we're going with the 1.12 version, was the wall walk not fixed by that point? They didn't fix wall walk until like BC or Wrath. Yeah, BC, uh, well, okay. It was like middle of BC when they fixed it. Yeah, they didn't the fix notes. wall walking. <clears throat> yeah, they didn't fix wall walking for a long time, actually. Because I, I still remember jumping up to the top of Ironforge right next to the uh, auction house because there was some bad uh, there was some bad geometry for the level in how Ironforge was built, so you could actually wall walk up to the very top of Ironforge. I still remember doing that. <clears throat> I'm looking at all the changes for Ultra Valley over the years. Yet <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yep. I remember the old glitch that people used to get to get into old iron forge because the door was yep. closed for the longest time mm -hmm. oh i remember that i, I i've done that i did that a couple times old stormwind old stormwind was my the one i had memorized and seeing caverns of time before caverns of time was open yep Wait, COT, hold on. Yeah. there was an old stormwind yeah through the gates through the big gate with the portal in it that was non-existent that didn't oh, do anything the, ever the one that, the one that was uh, like supposed to be for player housing and they canned it yeah it was yeah. it was originally developed as player housing correct because star wars galaxies had it um and had it so we've rambled on enough kevin i apologize deeply sir okay this <laughs> is like okay kevin regrets the idea of bringing net because that's another vanilla nerd he has to cope with no. No. Um, hey, so uh real quick, Diablo in Diablo news, uh season 17 will be starting at some point soon. Um it is on the PTR currently. 5th. Huh? I think it's April 5th. I think yeah. it's April 5th. It's or on the no. PTR currently. Um it is season 17, season of the nightmare. So the previous two seasons have been strongly themed seasons. It was uh uh season 15 was season of opulence i think or something like that and it was treasure goblin season 16 which is the current season or the season that has just ended was a season of grandeur in which uh there was a permanent uh ring of grandeur effect season 17 will be season of the nightmare that will be a permanent legacy of nightmares effect uh, which is a effect that gives you 750% increased damage and 4% damage reduction for every ancient or primal legendary you have equipped. Um, it's not going to be a great season. Um, sets are just that much better than Legacy of Nightmares. Legacy yeah. of Nightmares was a good thing back in the day before they did all the tuning passes on everything, but it's just it's not going to compete, unfortunately. 
<clears throat> Pardon me, I'm kind of congested. Uh, this pollen season has really kicked into high gear. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I'm just waiting for Diablo 4 news. Please, Blizzard, Blizzard, please. Um, uh, and a real correction, quick, it's hitting the PTR on April 5th. It's hitting the PTR on April 5th, yeah. I was like, I'm not sure if it's out quite yet or if it's going up soon. So, yeah. Um, and real quick, uh, because by the time we record our next show, well, time I'm here on the next show, the new Hearthstone expansion, Rise of Shadows, will be out, have been out for about a week. Uh, we're nine days out from launch. I believe it, uh, it'll, 10 days out from launch. Sorry, because I think it's the 9th of April that it will be going live. Um, that w- this will be the standard rotation. So we will be seeing Year of the Mammoth cards go away. Yes, Year of the Mammoth cards will be going away. So that's Cobalts and Catacombs, uh, uh, Rise of the Lich King, uh, Wrath of the Lich King, Angor- Journey to Angoro. We'll be seeing those three sets rotate. Is there a fourth one? Oh god, am I missing a set? I think I'm, I'm missing. Checking. A set. I think I'm missing a set out of the rotation because it's supposed to be four sets rotate every year. Checking, I'm checking. Thank you. Oh, which is Witchwood rotating? No, Witchwood shouldn't be rotating. Long story short, so uh, we're losing. Uh, to the Frozen Throne and Cobalts and Catacombs. That's it. Okay, so it's just the two, three. Okay, so it's just three. So we'll be losing those three sets, um, which is going to depower the game really significantly. Um, So Year of the Mammoth sets, the three sets from Year of the Mammoth were really, really strong. It brought a lot of really good cards to the game and kind of warped the meta in such a way that those cards are so dominant and required that it makes it difficult for you to play the game otherwise. Uh, without those cards uh, in a competitive sort of level. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see what happens when those three sets rotate because that's taking quests and Death Knight cards and legendary weapons. So the three of those effects rotating is going to be really interesting to see where things go. Um, right now, it kind of feels like we're going to be seeing a lot of a, a lot of degenerate decks coming through um, until the next set summer so we'll see there it's spoiler season so go spoil yourself on some new cards i haven't seen anything that's like super crazy for me quite yet so uh, we'll see what happens um hots news do we have anything we covered most of it last week overwatch really it's late this week it's been relatively news white uh starcraft um uh, the Abathur Evolved Bundle is available on Twitch Prime right now, um, and the Vorazoom Bundle will be going live soon on Twitch Prime. So if you play StarCraft 2 and you want some commanders or some announcers or some UI effects, go grab them. They're free if you have Twitch Prime. Um, in Activision Blizzard news, uh, Season of the Drifter just went live not too long ago in Destiny 2. Um, if you don't like Gambit, it's not a great season mechanically but lore wise holy shit this is a fucking amazing season holy crap so much lore so much story um it's been fantastic uh so if you like destiny 2 story um now's the time to jump back in because if you know anything about destiny 1 or early destiny 2 story there's a lot of stuff that's pertinent now 
there's a lot of stuff that's part that just happened in season of the drifters so i really need to actually get back in and get stuff done i need to sit down and do some stuff too in destiny 2. um also uh season of opulence which is the next season for the dlc for the season pass dlc will be coming out early summer ish i think it is late spring early summer so uh be ready because it seems like it's even more crazy ass story Uh, anybody have any other big news for other games right now? Um, not really. Blizzard, non Blizzard, non Blizzard. Yeah, if you got any major news, major. Apex is doing a lot of balance patches, doing some balance passes, and uh, there should be a new weapon and hero coming out soon. Yeah, they announced when the first uh, content patch is coming out for um. Destiny 2, which is going to be April April 5th. Destiny 2? Or not Destiny 2, Division 2. Division 2. I was going to say, I'm pretty certain Destiny 2. I know the Destiny 2 roadmap at this point. Yep. Um, The new battle pass started for Realm Royale. Yes, it did. Um, Let's see. Is there anything else that I needed to talk about in terms of game? Uh, Nightwave stuff should be ending the wolf of saturn 6 should be ending soonish in warframe so if you haven't done your night wave now's the time to do it uh besides that i think that's about it all right we're gonna sit here and have ourselves a little conversation now uh so hi neth how are you peachy how are you i am fantastic um so neth uh we're gonna do a little short interview with you first and then we're just gonna kind of shoot the shit for a little bit is that okay oh my power went out oh no oh no (laughs) so neth uh have you listened to the show before obviously you have at some point yes obviously you have um who's your favorite on the show wow the one with the accent so me for me given that i'm canadian you all have accents to me so that's such a non-answer yes but i have all of the accents i think all it would be stupid i think it would be fun to learn what uh Nat's gaming history has been like obviously she's started in vanilla is that right are, are we just i was talking? trying to make this a fun interview Kevin. yeah we're doing we're fun Kevin. gaming history <laughs> Sure, we're gonna talk gaming history though. Kevin, go ahead, sir. Wow. This is your interview, what's sir. Your, what's your wow gaming history like? Um, so I started with wow about six months after release. So you and I are about the same, kind of the same. I started about eight months after release. Eight I to think we're all months. about the same for the vanilla players. Yeah. Um, how did I, you hear about wow? Um, I had some friends that I had made through D- D2, actually. Um, we were in a clan okay, together. Okay, Diablo 2. All right. And they all went over to World of Warcraft and bugged me and bugged me and bugged me and bugged me. No, no, get this game. You'll really like this game. You like the lore in the games. You'll love this. Get the game, get the game, get the game, get the game. So I finally caved in and got the game, expecting to play about a month and uh-huh. hate it. And I'm the only one who's still playing. <laughs> I know how that goes. Yep. What did you play initially? Same thing what, I play or, now. 
I have, I have mained my hunter since I rolled my first character. Ah, it's so you're actually right. the same hunter that I have mained the entire time. It's not a different character. So she's been multiple races, both factions, multiple servers, but it's the same character. Was was that your first Blizzard game, or did you play like no, she, the? She literally War just War said D two. Played Diablo. <clears throat> literally just said Diablo two. Pay attention, Kevin. I thought Diablo 2 came out after... 2000. Diablo 2 came out in 2000, which is four years before WoW. Warcraft came out in 2004, yeah. 2004, yeah. Diablo 2 was either 99 or 2000. So, yeah. Um, So you and I actually have pretty similar uh, trajectories. So I played a lot of Diablo 1 and War and StarCraft. And then moved over to Diablo 2, and then eventually I moved over to World of Warcraft. So, uh, after a nice little trip into Warcraft 3. I've honestly never played the Warcraft or StarCraft games. They're not, You've never, you're not an RTS I, player. Yeah, I'm not an RTS player. I don't enjoy it. My teenager has tried out both of them, um, and I think he enjoys them. But I will beat the shit out of your teenager. Impressive. Yeah, I am aggressive. Don't make me mom voice you. <laughs> now, Neth, I don't think that's very fair. <laughs> you literally just went at my kid. Don't make me mom voice you. <laughs> Fight me, IRL. The, I say the beat the shit out of your kid. I, I, I say beat the shit out of your kid. I will 1v1 your kid online. All right. I will not literally beat the shit out of your child. That's abuse. And also would probably put me in jail. Plus there's evidence in there because it's all recorded. Damn. Damn. (laughs) You're screwed. Damn. Anytime your kid gets hurt, it's going to be like, oh, well, there was that guy online. Okay. So back to Kevin's interview. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You obviously haven't listened to the show that much. No, but I'm really good at getting you back on track. So back on track. Good luck with that one. That's not going to happen. Um, yeah. So, yeah um, let's see. What other questions do we have for you? I mean, I'm I'm interested to know what other games you were playing either before that or after, or like what you're playing now while you're killing time because we're not playing WoW as much. Um, right now I'm playing a lot of my Xbox. Um. And I know Chris is going to shit on me that it's I'm saying Xbox and not PlayStation. Yes. That's on the to-buy list to join the other consoles attached to the TV. And yes, console has an S on the end. Kitty! I'm yep. distracted by the cat. Yeah, I know. Mr. Cole is going to keep screaming. Um, What am I playing right now? Other than Realm Royale, which I'm actually playing through the Xbox. Um and haven't actually gotten to play with Chris yet, although we have figured out how to do the cross-platform grouping. Yes, um, which is really easy to do, actually. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more of a challenge, so I was happy that it was that simple. Um, what am I... I'm not really super playing a lot of anything. Um, Assassin's Creed, I have a habit of needing to finish those to 100%, so I... I'm way behind on them because they are a massive time sink for me. 
We're at the point in the show where I feel comfortable standing up for a second to let the stupid cat in, so y'all keep talking. Yes, let the kitty in. <laughs> let the kitty in. Um, and I just bought Witcher 3 again. I know I'm behind, but... <laughs> I only just bought it as well. Yeah, well, it went on sale, and I was like, okay, I can justify spending the money. And after yeah. watching... I actually... Um, I wasn't really interested in it until I watched um, Seth, who's in the Guild With Us rating. He was indeed literally just sitting outside of my door. He, he was streaming it for several weekends and I sat and watched it and was like, wow, this is like huge on the level of the Assassin's Creed games with yep. stuff to do, which for me is great because then I, you know, have hours and hours and hours of stuff that I can go. I was the exact same. Yeah. I watched on his stream and I just wanted to buy it. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, I got to get this. And then it just went on sale a week ago for like 20 bucks. So I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to grab that because $20. What game are we talking about? Uh, Witcher 3. 3. What now? Witcher. We both talked at the same time. Oh, Witcher 3. Oh, fantastic fucking game. Absolutely one I of my... I haven't started it yet, but I, I have Did you buy the season pass as well? Uh, the version of the game that I got. Oh, you got was the, the GOTY edition, so it comes with everything. So yes, so um, you've got a fantastic fucking game sitting in front of you, and I yeah, applaud I'm looking forward you. To it. it is absolutely fantastic, and I will tell you right now, the base game is amazing. Heart of Stone is okay. I liked it, uh, but Blood and Wine is hands down the best expansion to a game I have ever played. Good to know. Um, oh, I'm just so excited to play this now. But to I answer am... the rest of Kevin's question, um, I, and I'm going to date myself here, I started gaming in arcades <laughs> with my dad uh, when I was a kid. Nice. Um, you, me, and Kevin all have like the same yeah, on that. Don't worry. So we, I started gaming with dad in arcades and that was fun. And then we got a Nintendo entertainment system and it, it will forever be one of my favorite memories. Um, we got the, like we had other games before that and it was fun to play, but the first legend of Zelda is the game that mm -hmm. hit me. It was oh, the first yes. game that you could save on. And my dad and I, we played it so much that do you remember the fold-out map that came with it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was starting to wear at the seams. My dad took it to his work and had it mounted between two pieces of plexiglass and came home with it mounted like that and some dry erase markers so that as we were playing and trying to figure out the puzzles, we could write on it and erase it. And it was such a huge thing for the two of us, and it was such like... That that's what that's what really hooked me on gaming, and the fact that you didn't just fight through things; you had to solve puzzles, and I loved that. And I've just been hooked ever since. And I know that totally ages me, but whatever. No, I I remember my, my very first video game was Legend of Zelda because my parents got an NES for my twin brother and I. I think we were five or six. Oh God, there's two of you. Um, I know. Uh, fraternal. <laughs> fraternal. Um, got an NES for my twin brother and I and our older brother. Um. Got an NES for my twin brother and I's birthday one year. And yeah, no, it was like we sat down and played Legend of Zelda. We like played the shit out of Legend of Zelda. Uh, and... my, me and my dad were the exact same. Except it was his NES that he plugged into our TV and we were playing, oh, what was D Double Dragons constantly. That was Double our Dragon. <clears throat> yeah, I was playing um, the not 
the first one, but the second one, uh, Link. Uh, Link to the Past. Link uh, to no, the Past. Uh, Adventure of Link. No. Adventure of Link. Adventure, the Adventure of, of Zelda. The Adventure of Zelda. The, the one that had the side scrolling. Yeah. That was, <clears> yeah, that was the one that I played. Or I love that game. Something. I, it's, it's, I think it's the, uh, Zelda's Link's Adventure or Zelda's Adventure or the Adventure of Zelda or something like that. Adventure. Zelda. My first console was also an NES, so. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah, I mean, we're all in the same age group in that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> see, now the question, Neth, it was Zelda 2, Adventure of Link. Okay, thank you, LB. Adventure I appreciate that. Um, uh, now, Neth, the interesting question is, where did you, what, what was your second console? Because that's the one that divides people. Okay, so. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, um, uh, you were a Nintendo kid. Okay. Nintendo mm-hmm. 64, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, then PC, and then now I have attached the TV, a Wii, an Xbox 360, an Xbox One, my PlayStation 2. My teenager has a Switch that goes back and forth between my place and his dad's place, and I'm planning on getting a PS4. So to say I'm a gamer is kind of putting it mildly. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so you were a Nintendo kid. Okay, I was Sega all the way through. Ugh. See, um, now, I, I had a friend who had the Sega, so we kind of swapped off at each too. other's houses. And so I had the Nintendo stuff, and she had the Sega stuff. So I like the Sonic games, but for me, it was, it was and always will be all about Zelda. Always will be all about Zelda. I've got my teenager who like hooked on the original ones. Like he's played the original games. Um, yeah, because I, I went NES Genesis. I had a Turbo Graphics sixty four in there somewhere. Yeah, quit screaming. Um, we had a Turbo Graphics, uh, Turbo Graphics sixteen. I think it was actually a Turbo Graphics. Um. My wife is working today, so normally she's here on the, the weekends. I'm off. And so she can keep the cat occupied. But when she's not here, he just screams at me the whole time. Um, Turbo well, graphics. You're not giving him love and affection. Pet him. He can fuck right off with that. Um, Aww. <laughs> the poor cat. <laughs> I like the cat. Okay. I just think it's really funny to talk shit about him all the time. It's like how we feel about Kevin. It's like how I feel about you. Oh, that's fair. Chris. That's um, fair. TurboGrafx-16. Legend of Blanc forever. Um, I feel like TurboGrafx-16 was such a one or two game thing. It had great games. It was just so niche is the problem. I went through a really big RPG phase with the... um, Super Nintendo and the, Nintendo 64. Yeah, that would have been I Nintendo. That would have been Nintendo then. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that would have you you had to go Nintendo for RPGs unless you wanted to play Fantasy Star. No, I was like um Chrono Trigger and like all of those. The the the, the Square Soft era. <laughs> um then I went up to 64, then a PlayStation, and in 64, then a PlayStation, and then I had a PlayStation 2, and I've been PC gaming ever since. Okay. What was the game that made you get a PlayStation? PlayStation if uh, Final Fantasy 7. 
good for me. Um, you have to understand when it comes to horror movies, I am a giant fucking baby. So mm-hmm. for me, the game that made me get a PlayStation. No, Resident Evil. Oh, Resident Evil, yeah. Stupidly play it at two o'clock in the morning and progressively end up with more and more lights on in my apartment because I was terrifying the hell out of myself doing it. Good job. Um, No, it was was Final Fantasy VII. It was 100% Final Fantasy VII. Um, 100%. Oh, I also had a Dreamcast, too. That's right. I had a Dreamcast before I had a PS2. Yeah. No, I had, dude. Okay, so my house was full of. You're like the first person I've ever known that actually has said the sentence. I had a Dreamcast. Um, I had a Dreamcast for Marvel versus Capcom, uh, and okay. Shinmu and Sonic Adventures, and Fantasy Star Online. I had a, I had a, I had a Dreamcast for a lot of reasons, um, but I had a Dreamcast. I had an Atari Jaguar. I had an God. Odyssey. How did your parents have money for all that shit? We bought them after the consoles failed. (laughs) Okay. So we bought it. Okay. So I will tell you the story of the Atari uh, Jaguar real quick. Um, I had a Game Gear as well, too. That thing ate batteries like I had Game Gear, too. Um, So we had an Atari Jaguar because we were in Georgia. Um. We were in Georgia, I think it was for my grandmother's funeral or something, or we were just visiting her or something. It was in that kind of general time frame when she passed away back in the early 90s. Um, and we were in, I think it was a Publix or a Farmore. Um, it might have been a Farmore. And a for those what? of you who don't Farmore, P-H-A-R-M-O-R. Um, M-O-R-M-O-R-E, I don't remember. Um, it was a supermarket chain in the 90s that uh, failed miserably. Um, oh, okay. So you were they in a grocery had, store. Yeah, and they had video game consoles. It was sort of like a big box retailer. It was kind of like more of a Walmart or a Target. Uh, but they were very much sort of like food and things, things like that as well. But I had an Atari Jaguar and we bought it for 15 bucks with like 20 games. That console was terrible. It was hot garbage, but it was entertaining hot garbage. Because it had quite possibly the worst controller I have ever held in my hands. Um, it was a big blocky affair with about 20 buttons on the face set up in like a 10 key format that you each game that used that portion of the controller had a insert card that you had to slide into the controller so that you knew what the buttons did. It was bad. Wow. Yeah, it was real fucking bad. It was hilarious, though. Um, but yeah, no, I had a Dreamcast. I had uh, I my family is very much nerds and stuff like that. So my parents very much encouraged my twin brother and I to and our older brother to do whatever games. My older brother has fifty thousand dollars worth of comic books. Um, my twin brother is a computer nerd. Uh, he's a tech bro, but he's a computer nerd as well. And I am a general nerd culture kind of person. So they they thoroughly encouraged us. Uh, we had a Wonder Swan and a Wonder Swan color too. Um, that's some obscure shit right there. Um, it was a Japanese handheld that was very good. I'm, oh I'm learning more about Gavril in this NEP interview than now. 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Wow. Sorry, I don't normally talk about myself. You really know revealing. Um, I didn't know your histories were so entwined. I, 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 a lot of it's just because Death and I seem to have very similar histories. Yeah. And how I, dare I, we have a conversation? How dare we talk about each other like human beings, Kevin? Okay, God. Kevin, what do you want to ask? That's clearly so important. I no, I was just you know trying to stop Gavril from his rant of uh, obscure technology history. Okay. Cool. Neff, since since uh, Kevin is being the man and shutting me up, what do you want to talk about, ma'am? <laughs> or. Are, am I allowed? Are we done the interview? I don't want to step are on we, it. Are we allowed to talk? Uh, do we have permission to talk, Kevin? Yes. Wow. Hey, ask Neth questions. Go ahead. Ask me questions. Go ahead, Kevin. Um, what other stuff? What got you into computer gaming? Cat. Apparently cats. <laughs> Um, I was so amused by Gavril's cat. I don't know why this is so distracting. Um, um, gaming. So, computer gaming, I... <laughs> so, I'm old enough that I remember there not being computers in schools. I, I do too. <laughs> right? I don't. Yeah. I remember up, the typewriter room. Chris, to learn typing, you had to use a typewriter. Yes, yes. there was actual typewriting classes, and it was a room full of typewriters. Uh, well, it was electric typewriters, but yeah. Yes, yes, they were. It electric. was the electric. It was. It wasn't the classic style. It was the big, bulky yeah. electric ones. Um, computer gaming really just kind of like so. I played some of the old original stuff back way back when. Before there were graphics that went with the games. Number muncher. Oh no, I'm I'm thinking earlier, like um Zork and Oregon. Carmen San Diego. Oregon oh Trail, God, like Carmen San Diego. Yeah. When I was young. <laughs> because I'm such a nerd for trivia, so I always found Carmen San Diego really fast and pissed people off. And that amused me. Zork and Rogue and things like that. Or like the you enter a room. And there's this, and there's that, and there's a door here, and then you had to type on the commands. <laughs> Zork, that's what I'm saying, is Zork. Okay, um, question, question from the person you guys keep calling the kid. What, what's Carmen San Diego? What? 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 Are you serious? Yes. Uh, Rockapella, where can... in oh. the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> yeah. Way after when it got made into a TV that, that, that was show. when that it was, was a TV show on PBS. Later. That was when it was on PBS, yes. Yes. Oh my god, Rockefeller. Rockefeller, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, Carmen San Diego was a game where Carmen San Diego was some kind of thief or spy. She was an or international something like that. thief. She was an so international thief. She would she would steal something. And then she would hide somewhere in the world, but you would be giving clues based on like, there's this museum or there's this thing. And you had to figure out which city that you were going to next, right? And then you would go there and you would find a new clue. And so you literally were chasing her around the planet based on what you knew about other cities. So well, Dora the Explorer, but a thief? 
Um, you are the explorer, but on a global scale, and you're with a fucking wicked ass hat and awesome red trench coat. Yeah, it was hot at, as shit. Look at what Ke- look at what Kevin linked in the thing. Um, and LB, isn't that already out? Also. You can apparently play Carmen San Diego on Google Earth. I only just found this out and I haven't tried it yet, but I'm so going to try it because I love that game. Yes, but uh, it was a very popular edutainment product mm-hmm. during yep. the edutainment period. Um, and it also became a very popular PBS show that ran for several seasons and, in fact, also had. Um, uh, there were several different types of it too. There was where in the world is Carmen San Diego, um, and yes, LB, I was right. Uh, LB was mentioning that there is a Netflix reboot that came that was coming out, and I'm like, I'm pretty certain that's already out, and it is, um, which recasts Carmen San Diego uh, no longer as a villainous character working for the bad guys, and is now kind of like a vigilante antihero. Uh, but it's still a kids show. Uh, she just she's no longer a bad guy. She's the good guy now. Uh, yeah i know um Um, but for modern gaming what got me back into pc gaming was having an infant actually (laughs) because i could do diablo in small bursts in between like when the tiny person was sleeping and it is what got me going on gaming on the computer because really i was really console based for the longest time yay for tiny people hmm. and you couldn't play short parts of video games on consoles it's harder to do it on consoles it's well, much harder okay so if you're in the middle of a if you're in the middle of something and wow how do you pause that right like there it's it's a lot harder to do in certain kinds of games right so like Diablo was perfect because I could do something, park myself in town, and piss off for an hour and a half if I needed to, and whatever. It's harder to do in console because, you know, save points and stuff like that. And it's harder to do in games like WoW, so I didn't start that until he was older. Um, But, yeah, like, Hmm. it literally was having a kid that got me started playing because the computer room was right next to the nursery, so. Hmm. So did you like buy a computer just to play video games or you had one already or my ex-husband had, a... had one. Okay. Yeah. I, f- I figured it's probably the same thing that everybody else is. It's like, Oh, we had a computer for this reason. And it's like, Oh, there's a video game. Yeah. yeah. Let's put yeah. that in there and see how that goes. Yeah. Pretty that's, much. that's how I started to, it was, it was like, Oh, we need a computer because it's the future. And then it's like, Oh, this doesn't play well, video games. We had a computer for other reasons, but um, yeah, it's like it's- I, I have my console. I, like I have my play. God, would it have been a PlayStation or PlayStation Two? It was probably a two um, on the TV, and so I was usually playing console. But you know, it also made it having games on the computer made it so that if you know. You didn't have multiple TVs back then. You had one TV in the house, so if the ex wanted to watch something on TV, I couldn't play the console. So I could go piss off and play on the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Uh, no, uh, just random aside. Did you? There is a very, there's a very uh, alive D two modding scene. I have not played D two in oh god, 
I will forward you a link to. I will forward you a link to one of the most popular of the D two mods. It's actually really interesting. Okay. I'll forward you a link to that. Uh, but yes. Uh, so. Any other questions, Kevin? I we think did? we're at the did we hour. Cover everything? I, I think we've thoroughly dissected you as a human being. Yeah. Kevin? What, um, any, anything special about Canada these days? We don't have Trump. <laughs> this or is Brexit. not a political podcast. We're, we're furthering our international um, footprint to include Canada. How? Now. How? They're North America. They're coast. literally America's hat. Coast to coast. We're already on both coasts. Duke. <laughs> yeah, I, I exist, I think Kevin. The interesting we're already thing about on both coasts. The interesting thing too, Gabriel, is that she's actually two hours ahead of us. Oh, you're a you're a you're a newfie? No, that would be two and a half hours ahead of you. Sorry. Uh, was it Nova Scotia? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I had to try to remember my Maritimes, okay? I don't remember all the Maritimes time zones, all right? <laughs> yeah. I, I actually had quite a few people that um, were in the Maritimes. We actually had a couple of Newfies that were <laughs> that I raided with back in uh, EC. <laughs> that was fun. That was in, in annoying. And by fun, you mean... Annoying. <laughs> I was on... I wasn't on. Was I on? I wasn't on Eldrith. Was I on Eldrithalis at that time, or was I still on Aranus? Eldrithalis. Whatever was I on back in BC? Wasn't Lightning's Blade? Wasn't Terranus? It must have been uh, Eldrithalis. Okay. Sorry. No, I've gotten myself lost in lost in shit now. Frostwolf? No. Sorry, I've got myself lost in thought. Sorry. Sorry. Just trying to remember what server I used to be on. It was Terranus. It was Terranus. Has it, I, I wonder, has there been any interesting differences in gaming in Canada than the United States or elsewhere? Do you guys typically get games the same times that we did back then back i mean the day, it's, it's not i mean if you follow he doesn't live on madagascar kevin if you follow um what's it called uh when i met your mother the Canada didn't get to the 80s until the 90s were out <laughs> okay kevin it's not like she lives in freaking madagascar no, you she also need to work America. You also need to remember that Kevin's the one that asks me these type of things all the time because we're a third world country apparently and don't get have apparently or Scotland power over here. Scotland's a blighted hellscape. I'm pretty certain it's like full of trapdoor spiders and drop bears, right? Not the first time Kevin's done this with people from other countries. Canada is barely another country. I'm sorry, Neth, but Canada is barely another country. We speak the exact same language. We have a very similar makeup no, to our populations. No, 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 no. You guys speak American. I speak English. Uh, you can fuck right off with that. Um, American. I speak, I speak American good, okay? And I speak English well. I speak English much okay good, yeah. Yeah. America. 
America. America. Fuck yeah. Um, Guns. Yes, we're not going to go into the whole song, though. So what I, I, sorry, Neth, um, America is the same as Canada. Well, I guess we'll go on from there. From a mostly socioeconomic point, yes. For the most part, the U.S. and Canada are the two closest countries in the world. I mean, I could get political, but yeah. We could get political, but we're not. Culture-wise, it's pretty much the same thing, Kevin. Yes. We're right, not fine. in some weird time warp that, you know, like you guys get it's the 1950s. movies like three weeks before me or something. Are there like, are there like, is Canada just like a series of penguins in human costumes? No, polar, polar, bears. Bears. polar bears. Polar bears in human costumes? Okay. Actually, that, re- not, that reminds me, I need to feed my pet polar bear later. Yeah, you need to. You got to. Uh, something about Nanaimo and BC. I don't know. I know. I know it's the wrong coast because you're in the Maritimes. Technically, I guess. I think that means we should wrap up. Is Nova Scotia in the Maritimes? Uh-huh. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was actually considered part of the Maritimes or not. Um, I like the folk music that comes out of the Maritimes. Congratulations. You're welcome. Like, you're welcome because I enjoy like something I from your it. place. Not I enjoy on. something from your area. Beth, on the show, we have a section of the show called Don't Do That, where we try to help people understand what they shouldn't do in video games. Or air dirty laundry. Or air dirty laundry. I'll take the first one. I'll take the first one. Sure. Don't say you're going to fight somebody's kid that you've just met. (laughs) I'm going to concur. I will agree with this. This is also the person that told me that I was the poster child for abortion on my birthday. <laughs> Accurate. Oh, ouch. No. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Your pain gives me power. <laughs> Have I mentioned I greatly approve of your sense of humor? <laughs> Wow. I don't I don't know how to respond to that. Kevin, you made a mistake letting her in here. Yep. Now there's three yeah. of us. Like I'm much more skewed on the Chris Gavril end of the spectrum than you seem to think that I am. <laughs> this will be entertaining. Hey, at least look at it this way, Kevin. The balance will stay in, intact on the weekends where I'm not here. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm feeling like awkward. I don't know what to say mode. When I get comfortable, you're screwed. Yeah. This yeah. is going to be great. Oh, wow. This wow. is going to be metal as hell. Chris, do you have a don't do that? <laughs> um, Mine's will be con- <laughs> the, the one that I continually say because you keep doing it. Maybe don't do ear, ear dirty laundry on the podcast. Wait, we aired Dirty Laundry? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you did last week. Oh, I wasn't here and I didn't listen, so. Overly dramatic. Oh, okay, I definitely have to listen then. All right, Kevin, what's your don't do that, buddy? Um, my don't do that is be careful who you introduce to who. <laughs> He's done this multiple times. He's regretted it multiple times. He didn't need it, he? And he hated it from minute one. 
I mean, technically speaking, I introduced myself to Chris in WoW, and mm -hmm. I technically introduced myself to Gavril when he randomly popped into the chat last week, and then I messaged him because I thought what he said was hilarious. So because I told you all to fuck off. Yeah, you did. Yep. So I'm inconsequential as usual. Okay. No, Kevin, you're <laughs> a part of this show. <laughs> you're the heart of this show, Kevin. Oh, no, I feel oh, bad. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just feeling marginalized, as always. Let's move on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't feel marginalized. Um, Kevin. 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 Yes. Kevin. 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 Are we going to end the show today? Maybe at no. some point. I feel like I everyone turned off their podcast already. Kevin. 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 Gavril. Kevin. I'm here, Gavril. You're awesome. We Thanks, love buddy. You. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Neff, do you have anything that you'd like to add for do that or don't do that? No. No? Um, <laughs> works for me. So um, we are going to go ahead and end the show for this week, folks. Uh, our plug for our guest is going to be Neff, but uh, she apparently doesn't need a plug, so we don't need to bother. Unless we want to mention her very boring Twitter, which will actually be mentioned in just a second. So that's going to be our show for this week, folks. Starts between the week. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat with AK. Mr. Chris is at Akari underscore Mag, A-K-A-R-I. Miss Neth over here is at Neth Winch, N-E-T-H-W-E-N-C-H. I myself, of course, am Gavril at Gavril underscore E-T-G-A-V-R-I-L. Send us feedback uh, or any kind of emails, any sort of feedback that you might have to feedback at AzerothCTC.com. For links to today's show, you can go to the website www.azerothctc.com Shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, however you pour all those sweet, sweet sibilant words to your ear holes. Say ear holes, boys. Ear holes! Boys and girls now. I, um... Yeah! Crackle!